Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. Have you ever driven past a gas station or an old industrial site and wondered about its history? Our guest today owns a company that specializes in uncovering the environmental mysteries of an old building or property. What we're doing is trying to make sure that people understand the environmental risks on the properties as they go to develop them, so they aren't potentially taking ownership of a problem that could affect some of their employees or neighbors down the road. And um, and a lot of it involves like uh, just keeping you in compliance and making sure that you're following the regulations of the state so you don't get stuck with a situation that could get costly and you know, take a lot of time and money and resources away from your business. That is Jesse Hoppez. He wears many hats and many titles, co-owner, chief financial officer, and chief marketing officer of Leaf Environmental. That's Leaf with two A's and a long history of minimizing environmental risk for its clients, many of which operate within the commercial real estate space. Established in 2005, Leaf Environmental is a recognized leader in soil, groundwater, and air quality investigations, looking for things like asbestos, lead-based paint, and mold in properties across Louisiana and throughout the Gulf Coast. On this episode of the Jefferson Parish Pulse, Jesse and I talk about why Leaf's work is so important to the economy, how their company culture helps Leaf attract and retain quality employees, and why they love doing business in Gretna. It was so great to catch up with Jesse during this interview. Leaf is a fantastic example of a homegrown company that is making a tremendous impact in our community. We hope you enjoy. Jesse, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. I really appreciate you inviting me. Well, I just want to get started with some introductions here. Can you tell us the brief elevator pitch for Leaf Environmental? What are you guys all about? Sure. Leaf Environmental has been in business since 2005. Um, its three founders are Claire, Jim, and Jane. Um, I know Claire and Jane are no longer with the business, but Jim and I now co-own Leaf Environmental, so we're 50-50 partners. Um, we are an environmental consulting firm. We're based out of Gretna, Louisiana. We really strive on doing a lot of due diligence work for both commercial and government agencies, and we stay in the realm of contaminated properties. So a lot of the work we do um, focuses on asbestos lead mold for when you go do renovations or purchases and uh, soil and groundwater contamination are the two main focuses that we kind of started on on the due diligence. We've recently added more engineering and compliance and also a industrial health and safety department. So that's been a lot of our growth lately, but the due diligence was historically the big core. And over the last few years, we've really kind of made a big push on that by making some good hires. And how many people do you have on the team now? We're at 28 today. I think we have a trying to get up to 29 tomorrow. We have another offer out there. So wait and hear about that. Oh, that's great. I'm familiar with Leaf, and I feel like I've seen the team grow every time I like check back in. It's been pretty consistent. So like we keep adding you know, probably three, four more spots a year. So it's been really good. So That's fantastic. We're excited about growth. We're trying to become the, you know, the leader within the Gulf Coast and really focused on more the local side of things and less, you know, we're not the company that's going to be out and do everything nationally, but we stay really in touch with what's going on with local developments and local projects. Are you working with businesses that are already in existence or are you working with companies that might be coming in to say, and it was probably a mix, but companies that are saying like, we want to purchase this property. Can you check on it for us? <laughs> it varies all over. So we, um, 
sometimes we work for a lot of banks and lenders and we'll just be their due diligence department to kind of help them when they have a client coming in to purchase property. We have a lot of developers who represent various people coming in to purchase and start properties and start new businesses in the area and we'll, we'll be the local lead that understands the regulations locally and be able to help them through the environmental process. Um, we, have, we don't typically work with a lot of the national chains. I think that's one of the things that we don't focus on as much because we don't, we don't have that national presence. We're very strong locally in the state of Louisiana and we're kind of growing towards Mississippi. We're certified up there and we're moving kind of that way at the moment. But um, yeah, we, we kind of stay with all the local businesses, mainly on the commercial, light industrial, and government side. Those are our three main clients. And uh, the private side on the commercial side and the commercial property transactions has historically been the biggest. Government has kind of crept up, especially with all the brownfield contracts and the DEQ contracts we've been working on. And then the industrial has always kind of held, you know, a smaller percent, but we're looking to kind of, we've really invested in that in the last year or two. Gotcha. So what what is this typically, what does this work typically look like? And I know it might be different across the board, but when your team goes out to a site, what are what what does that look like? So we can handle problems as releases happen. So you can have a potential impact of some, you know, like we do a lot of gas station work. I'll use that as a quick example. So you, know, you can have an active gas station and it, their tanks underground hold gasoline or diesel and various fuels, and they can have a leak, and then we can kind of respond to that and go test the soil, test the water, and get that through the process and clean it up. And then, but the more common way we come in is we come in under a due diligence process. So same as you have a building inspector or somebody kind of checking the loan value or doing a survey or things like that, we come in and we're looking for any potential or real environmental problems. So we come in and kind of try to help you understand what you're getting into and the potential cost and financial impacts of it or if there are any risks. I mean, we basically, our motto is, you know, minimizing environmental risk is our tagline. And the whole point is to kind of help you understand what you potentially could be getting into so that you don't get left holding bags. So a lot of the problems we see are when people buy where they don't have a lender advising them and they don't have any kind of other entity kind of telling them, hey, the, the, here's an environmental thing. So you get some people who buy with just cash and they find mm -hmm. a great deal on a property with cash. And what ends up happening is a lot of times the reason it's a great deal is basically because they probably have an environmental problem that's going to cost them a significant amount of money. So we kind of help eliminate that either through like the phase ones are intro typically to a property. And what is that is, is it's a an assessment following ASTM standards where you basically go and you you walk the property, you look for any any signs of like, hey, this had a, this was an old industrial facility. What is that over there? Or like, hmm, it's kind of says dry cleaning on the walls. I wonder what that means. Or look at that's an old gas station. Um, so you're looking for all those old concerns while you're walking the property. And then you also do a bunch of history stuff. And it's a lot of fun. We used to kind of go to the libraries in the state, but now we kind of oh, order cool. a package and it all comes <laughs> down to us. But we used to go spend a day in Baton Rouge going to LSU and looking at the old maps and aerial photographs. And we go to DEQ and be able to look at all their databases. And, and then we spend some time at the state library looking at all like who was ever on this property and was it a potential concern? So we kind of look at all that. And you know, it's for all these commercial redevelopments, it's important. And then the other side of the team on the due diligence side historically looked at the asbestos and lead and kind of, you know, if you're doing a significant renovation, um, 
you know, you're going to end up disturbing possibly asbestos, and that could add a significant cost to your innovation. So it's best to kind of know all that stuff up front. So we help them minimize their risk by understanding all that on the front end. Once they might know what the problem might be, is that something where you guys come in and help with the remediation side, or? We definitely can on okay. that. And so we have a whole um, underground storage tank and remediation department at least. And it depends like on the service lines. Like mm -hmm. we are a pretty full service environmental consulting team. Um, we, we do stay away from the wetlands. We've mm -hmm. let go of a few things and the endangered species and things like that. We stay on the contaminated side and we've done that on purpose and it's worked out for us because then we partner with other firms who specialize in that. So we specialize in more the contaminated side of the world. We have people who can operate heavy equipment. We have three or four people who are licensed to pull gasoline tanks out of the ground at these old service stations that are still everywhere. We will do digging hauls. We have a remediation system going that we, we helped, uh, we designed and kind of put on a property right. and it helps basically suck soil and water and air, vapor out from underneath a building that's got gasoline vapors going up in it. Interesting. So, you know, we do, we do a lot of projects like that. And so we can help on the remediation side too. So we have a, we have a team dedicated to that as well. The work that LEAF does has a really important impact on both economic development and quality of life for a community. Can you talk about how important this type of work is? I mean, when we're, when we're talking about all the different things that, that LEAF can do, the, the overall and the overarching impact is that, you know, you're taking care of these properties and making sure that they're environmentally safe to mm -hmm. move forward, correct? Correct. So what we're doing is trying to make sure that people understand the environmental risks on the properties as they go to develop them. So they aren't potentially taking ownership of a problem that could affect some of their employees or neighbors down the road. And, um, and a lot of it involves like uh, just keeping you in compliance and making sure that you're following the regulations of the state. So you don't get stuck with a situation that could get costly and, you know, take a lot of time and money and resources away from your business. Yeah, that's that's really important. And I know, and we'll talk about this later on, but Jedco has worked with LEAF um, on a couple of these brownfield properties. And it's just, uh, the work that you do is just highly valuable to bringing new business into the community and, and getting us to that next step of remediating some of these properties that, that need a little extra love and attention. Yeah, I love the brownfield world. The brownfield's very interesting. We're in Louisiana, we're probably the biggest brownfield player. We do work for the state. We do work for JEDCO, the Regional Planning Commission, South Central Planning, Gretna. Generally, we do a lot of brownfield work. And what I love about it is that's all about unlocking that unknown, that people, people avoid properties all the time because of the perceived contamination. And it just kind of eliminates that not knowing what the cost is going to be. So the Brownfield program is awesome just because it, it really helps you understand what that cost is going to be before you go develop it. Otherwise, no one wants to spend. I mean, it's not cheap. I mean, the phase ones, you know, aren't too bad. But when you kind of get into like, you know, why am I going to do a phase one on that gas station or that big industrial facility when I know it's going to cost me another twenty, forty, a hundred thousand dollars just to be able to tell me where I'm starting from? Mm -hmm. And so that's where the brownfields money comes in and is extremely helpful because it eliminates that unknown portion of the the cost. And you know, it allows you at that point you have like a, a starting guide. You still may not know the whole picture of what it's going to be remediated, but you know how bad it is, and you can at least start getting factors of you know, okay, it's going to cost me between this and this to kind of address this issue. 
to elaborate on that, JEDCO was awarded a big federal grant to do brownfield assessments on the west bank of Jefferson, which is a big step toward bringing some of these long dormant industrial sites back into commerce. And we have been working directly with LEAF on a lot of these contracts. Um, and I, I think that's just, it's, it's really exciting to be able to, A, work with a company that's, that's local, that's here in Jefferson Parish, that's doing this work. Um, and just, you know, really exciting for us, for some of these properties that have been underutilized for years and years and years, for, for LEAF to be able to step in and help us with those assessments, um, for the EPA to give us those funds is just huge. Yeah, you can, you can see them all over. You see the old parking lot, you see the gas station that's underutilized, you see just, you know, why is that building sitting there and that space been vacant forever, you know? And uh, yeah, without that money, it, it's really hard to kind of convince somebody to go take the risk and put the money up to kind of not know you know what it's going to really cost to clean it up so and so a lot of times what we're doing is like that phase one assessment that's mm -hmm. what we're that's what those epa grants are are funding so that then they can come in and say just as you mentioned um oh okay now we know that we need to put this amount of money into cleanup or maybe it's not as bad as we yeah. thought <laughs> that's the surprising thing sometimes it's like sometimes you go and you like think man that looks pretty rough and then you go back and look at the history and like you know, it really isn't that bad. It yeah. might only be a little bit of problem, you know, and but it's just it's really finding those unknowns and helping to quantify them. What is the timeline for something like that? When you're doing a, an assessment, how long does that typically take you? I would always say that when you're on the when you receive federal funding, everything slows down and your timeline's different. Typically, um, for phase one environmental assessments, it's typically three to five weeks on a turnaround. I think once you get federal funding, you know, it goes to a month or two. As you have a little more process, you have review by the federal agencies, and it just takes a little longer. So whenever you're getting federal money, it's, it's, it can be free or reduced, but it does have a few strings attached that do, you know, increase the time scale. But, you know, just know that going in and know to start everything a little bit earlier. Um, but because, you know, it really does help relieve you some of some financial burden. But on the private side, it's like three to five weeks on a phase one. What do you think sets LEAF apart from other businesses in this industry? I think the big thing in our industry is the local knowledge. As I said, we're about 28 people. The majority are here locally in Gretna in the New Orleans metro. And um, we do have a few people in the North Shore. We now have three in Baton Rouge as well. But um, it's just we really do understand uh, the state and the, the local conditions and just where everything is. So if you compare that to, especially on the due diligence side, if you compare that to a bigger firm that may be more nationally or one of the really large firms, they have that capacity of what we have and they have the scientists and they may have more technology and more knowledge on certain things because they have such a big pool to draw from. But we have a whole lot more of the local knowledge and I think that helps us set us apart. And so we know what's going on. We know where the problem sites are. We already know, um, you know what the soil conditions are if we drill and we know what the abatement contractors are down here. We know all the problems that are in the area and like how to get you to the answer a lot quicker. And so we just know the process. I mean, you'll have something as simple as, you know, some parishes have a permit when you're going to pull tanks out. Some don't. We just know where to go in that. Or for instance, um, I know y'all are probably aware of, you know, the levee system and you need, a, when you need a permit to drill anywhere near the levee. You go to a national firm, they may not be as, as much aware of it because while they have a presence here, they do a smaller chunk of what we do here. For what we do, we're probably the biggest in the area. 
That's huge. And that's so hugely important. I love that you mentioned that that local component, because I, I do think that that's something that sets Leaf apart. I want to talk a little bit about your team. Your team really offers a diverse array of skill sets. You've got everything from geology and engineering and environmental science and industrial hygiene. Um, this is really specialized work. How do you find and retain the right people for these jobs, especially in a post-pandemic world where the market is so highly competitive? It's hard. Um, it's not an easy thing, but what we do is, um, and yeah, it's, it's ridiculous the amount of training we have and <laughs> certifications. I think just myself alone, I have to keep eight hours for my, uh, UST cert a year. Mm -hmm. I have to keep, you know, I think it's 12 or 15 for my professional geology. Jeez. I have a safety <laughs> one. That's another eight hours of training. And so those things add up. And then we have, um, the asbestos certs add up and the engineers have training. It's just there's a ton of continuing education. So we always have to keep people trained and educated and Leaf values that. I mean, self-development is one of our core values and we, we push for training, we push for people to keep continually educating. But as far as hiring, what we've done is uh, we've really focused on, you know, Leaf family and like having a different culture. So we, we really strive to kind of be a better place to work. We have like a monthly social um, where we, we shut huh. things down for an hour or two and have a few adult beverages and hang out a little bit together. Oh, that's fun. I love that. Weekly, we get together and we've uh, assigned somebody to cook. So Leaf will pay for the meal and somebody cooks at the office. We have a kitchen upstairs um, and we have a couple smokers and things like that. So we're, we try to really set ourselves apart and be a place where people want to be and not you know, not not drive or push them too hard. So you you have some issues like um, people can burn out in consulting sometimes. Consulting's tough. It's like you never know what you're doing day to day all the time. You have projects come in. You don't control the workflow. So it's um it's kind of you know it can it can really come and go really quickly. So it's it's difficult to do. So we try to be like even on our salary people we we. Um, we really focused on trying to keep them closer to an average of 40 or so. So when the work's slow, we tell them they don't have to come in as much. It's just based on a goal. And when it's busy, they come in and kind of kick butt. And if they work more, we that's our first look at the bonus pool. So it's like we really try to encourage people and be a comfortable place to work for everybody. So that, that's been a big thing. And I think... I think it's really helped and attracted people. And when, when they're looking at it compared to the normal situation mm -hmm. in consulting, they kind of look at what we offer and how we treat each other. And I think we get a little bit of an edge on that. And so with that, we have been able to, to hire some people and get build a team and continue to recruit. So it, I think it's working. So I hope it continues to. I really like that you mentioned company culture because that was one of my next questions. Um, it was just, I've had the pleasure to work with Leaf over the years and it always seems like the people that are at your company just really like being there. People seem to really like each other and <laughs> when you walk into a business and you can kind of see like, oh, this is a good place to work. That is the sort of vibe that I get from from Leaf every time I've been in, in the building. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that you mentioned that. Um, because this work is so specialized, do you find that most of your employees are coming from this area or are they all over sort of, are they recruited from all over? Yeah, we typically recruit from the state. So it's That's people great. with experience from the state or straight out of the schools that are more local. Um, we haven't, I don't think, we've maybe had only maybe two or three that have come from out of state for the job. So wow. it's been local people and that's yeah that's where it's come from that's great i love that 
we've talked about how um, impactful and important this work is. How does it make you feel to be to be doing this kind of work that really does have such such a such a serious impact on the economy and the environment? One of the things I love is just when you're driving around, you can see all sorts of sites that we have been involved in and projects that we've been involved in. And it's fun being a part of that. And my favorite thing is when we can look at it and think about the project and help a client through the solution process and sit there and be the in-between because, you know, ultimately the state's got to buy off on whatever whatever we do. So, like, my favorite thing is to kind of help bring people together and have everybody working on the same team. And so that's, that's what I love doing and just helping to kind of try to get that timeline. Environmental is always you know, a cost, it's always a time killer, it's everything else, but try to streamline that to the best way we can to be responsive and kind of go. But, um, but it's, fun. it's really fun when you can kind of do that and then be part of a project and you see it actually be constructed or built and to be on that development side, it's just, just exciting all the time. Just, you know, it's fun to see change, it's fun to things, see things happen that weren't there before. I really love that. And I think that leads into my next question, which is talking about you and your background, because obviously this this work, I feel like I can see it gets you going, which yeah. is good. Um, so what what path led you to leave? How did you end up here? So um, I guess I've been in the industry for about 20 years now at the firm I was at previously. Uh, I just finished up my MBA over at Loyola and I was managing a project and we were going to Tennessee and we didn't have as much technical expertise on the asbestos and lead side. It was kind of, it was interesting. So we contracted Leaf as a technical expert for the asbestos and lead and my um, Jim Blazik, who's my current co-owner and shares, we, we basically went up there and we did about a four week project up there did a whole thing for a big industrial facility to help them be prepared for demolition and identify all the hazardous materials and the asbestos and lead and PCBs and all that good stuff. And while we were there, we, um, we, we got to know each other pretty well. One of the LEAF partners was going moving to retirement and I matched a lot of the skill set she had with risk assessments and LDQ and drilling and things like that that can kind of help the company grow. And um, Jim and I went to go to a big presentation on that project, and we got stuck there because Hurricane Isaac came through. Oh, man. And so we got to drive all the way back and pick up some generators to help people and all that other stuff. And we just got talking, and it, it just – I was always interested in business, and I love, I love the business. I can talk to people about business forever and just really learn things, and it's a fun side of it. And I love how gray business is and how, how much, you know – you can go a million ways and you can do things all sorts of ways. And, you know, it's interesting, it's, but basically we got talking and then eventually I got offered as a chance to buy in and that's what, what happened and that's where we've been. So we, I think we were about seven, eight people and probably our revenue was about a quarter what it is now. So it's been a good run and we've got the new building and everything else. It's been exciting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's the, that's a great story. And you studied geology. Mm -hmm. what, what, what made you want to do that? 
I'm a somebody who just likes learning in general, and I always like the sciences, and geology is just a really fun one. And you get to go on field trips and <laughs> camping, and you, you end up spending six weeks in the, uh, in the woods. Yeah. Every geologist goes and does a six-week field camp. What? So they go out, live in the mountains for six weeks, and because, you know, you got to see it in yeah, reality, right? that's so cool. So um, it's always been a fun one. And so as far as science, sciences, like, I knew I wanted to do science, and it was more interesting to me than the other ones, so... Picked really, geology and stuck with it. So. I love that. That's so interesting. Um, and you had mentioned the the grand opening of the new facility. Leaf has been in Gretna for many, many years. In 2020, you opened a new headquarters in Gretna. It's beautiful. Um, and Jedco had the the opportunity to help finance that project. Oh, yeah. um, and then I got to come in on the back end and help with the, the grand opening. And that was really fun. So um, are, are you able to talk a little bit about your experience with Jedco over the yeah. years? Jedco has been great. So I've been working with Jedco on and off in a lot of ways, especially like I'll step back. I've been past president of the West Bank Business and mm -hmm. Industry Association and co-chair of the Government Environmental Committee. So I've always had a lot of experiences with Jedco over time and they've been great to work with. They've always opened their arms anytime you want to have a meeting, they're always willing to do it. And from Leaf's side, um, you know, I think Janet, I want to say, is the one who helped connect us to that. Yes. And she also helped us with a, uh, connect us to an opportunity for like a, uh, a $5,000 grant to help us on our sign. And, but the whole process was awesome. Um, it was just amazing that y'all took it and ran with it. We just had to add pieces of it, but y'all kind of helped organize the whole thing. We helped, you know, y'all helped us invite a few extra people that wouldn't have been there. And that was awesome. And we had Congressman Troy Carter was there, Mayor Constant, Cynthia Lee Shang, mm -hmm. um, Ricky Template. I do not want to leave anybody out. There was a ton of people there and it was just such a great, um, it was a great event, and I think we had over 100-something people at that, that event, and it was a great ribbon-cutting, and we really appreciate it. But Jedco came in, and we told them we wanted to have a grand opening, and they kind of ran with it. They brought the podium. They brought all the setup. They got all the communications out, and they did a great job of that. And then the SBA loan was just an incredible opportunity on its own. I mean, just the chance to be locked in for 20 years on a commercial for half our loan is incredible, especially... We got it at the right time on the rates and everything as well, but it's been, it's just nice to be locked in for that long and to be secure and know that you're good for a while. Yeah, I love that you mentioned the SBA loan. The Jedco Finance, I sometimes feel, and we've been really trying to make sure that people are aware of this, but we have a whole entire financing arm, and this is for our listeners, that you know, they do the SBA 504, which really, those at the fixed rate is awesome. Um, mm -hmm. And then we also have a couple of other loan programs too, and so they help small businesses um, like Leaf grow and and you know build new facilities and do all kinds of cool things. So it's it's really great that that we have that, and that's a little bit different than what some other economic development organizations offer. Not not all EDOs have a financing arm, so we're right. a little bit we're a little bit. I want to say special, <laughs> but um, in, in more ways than one. But um, I also love that you mentioned Janet. She used to be over, over Gretna um, as one of our municipalities relations, um, but now she is our in industry recruitment uh, yeah. director. So she's bringing business into the community now, and I think working with LEAF in a different capacity, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and she helped connect us to uh, like a rotary grant, which is, yes. you know, they do so much other work as well. It's mm -hmm. just interesting. So we were able to get a brand new sign, and now my, 
um, we ended up with a one-year free Rotary membership, and now my partner Jim Blazik, he's he's over there. I think he's I think he's past treasurer now. He's kind of moving up in the organization. So. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you for all of your kind words about Jedco. We always appreciate that. Um, We've, we've worked really hard to position Jefferson Parish as a destination for business and a hub for innovation. Um, those are some real big buzzwords that we use all the time when we're talking about Jefferson Parish, and LEAF's work really ties into that narrative. You're based in Gretna, as we've mentioned. Can you talk about why you like doing business in, in Jefferson Parish and in Gretna? Yeah, I think when you look at it um, as a market, it, the cost is more reasonable in Jefferson Parish, and in Gretna, it's, it was, we got more land than we would be able to get for the cost over here. And so it's been a great for that. I'll also say the officials are always, you know, people are willing to work with you. You can pick up the phone and actually talk to somebody in Jefferson Parish. So if you have a question, they'll answer it. They'll, they'll pick up the phone and talk to you. Everybody's very warm and friendly. Um, Jedco has been great. The crime has not been an issue at all. So that's been, you know, a big plus, you know, we've, I think in all our years at LEAF. I don't think we've ever had any issues or problems. So. That's amazing. So it's great. I like that you mentioned crime too, because you know when we're looking at the region, um, it's important to note that Jefferson Parish's crime rate is, is actually pretty good, and Gretna too. So I like that you mentioned that. This question is sort of in that same vein. If you were talking to another business owner about possibly locating in our community, what would you share with them? I definitely, um, tell them to come look over on the West Bank t- for sure. There's just so much land and space here that you can really kind of build what you want. Um, you know, and there's so many old properties to take a look at as well. And I think the region still has a lot going on. You know, I think it, it's it's always kind of, you get people who kind of are negative on things, but it's still just, there's so much positive going. Um, Jefferson Parish is kicking butt. Uh, I think Orleans has for as much as it has on the negative side sometimes. It has a lot of positive things mm-hmm. going as well. And I think it's just a fun place to be. It's just, we're kind of getting to the point now where our kids are growing up a little bit to where we can go back out and experience things again. And it's fun to get out there, so. I think that's that's so true. Um, and I, I feel like I say this on every episode of the podcast, but as someone who is not originally from here, to live here now and to experience all of the culture and just all of the festivals and I don't know there's just so much here the culture is different yeah Yeah, yeah. I love it it really is it's a lot of fun there's no there's no other place like it I've never been anywhere that is like here (laughs) which I think is a plus it's it's something that really sets sets us apart um what is next for LEAF are there any exciting projects that you'd like to talk about anything that's on the horizon I think as a company, we, uh, we've really invested in more of the industrial side. So I think that's about to take off. We hired Stephen Padanostro, who's a certified industrial hygienist, and um, he's really kind of coming in his groove. And I think we're, we're building and building and building on that. And he now has a few players under him. We did an engineering compliance to, on the other side as well. And that kind of was the piece we were missing between those two to kind of help us in that industrial growth. So I think that's gonna come. Um, We've spent a lot of time in Mississippi lately on that coastal side. So it's just as easy to get there as it is to Baton Rouge. And so we're, we're pushing that way and I think towards Lafayette. So I think that's the next big, big step. I think our ultimate goal is to get towards um, Texas all the way to Pensacola is to kind of have that as a local service area. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do work in Oklahoma, um, New Mexico. Wow. We can travel for some contracts that we have. 
we so we, we assist with some EPA grants um, for brownfields as well. So that takes us other places, and we'll travel for our local clients to other places. But that local service region of where we can be extremely responsive and competitive on cost is where we want to be, and that's ultimately from Pensacola to Texas is where we're going. Right now, I'd say we are there pretty much from Lafayette to um, Southern Mississippi. I mean, even that of that footprint is is pretty big <laughs> and and growing. I love that for you guys. That's awesome. Um, what is the most important thing that you want people to know about LEAF as we wrap up this conversation? I think if you have any questions, um, we're always there and willing to pick up the phone and talk to you. We like being part of that problem solving aspect of, you know, when you're looking for to do your redevelopment. And we're here to kind of explain the environmental side of what you might run into. So just pick up the phone. And I think earlier is always better and environmental. Um, just keep in mind that anytime you deal with it, it has more delays, it has more costs. But the earlier you have the conversation, the more you can mitigate that and minimize that risk. Perfect. Is there anything I missed? Anything you want to add that I didn't ask? No, I just want to say thank you very much for Jedco. I've worked with y'all's team for many years and it's been it's been a joy. So. Yeah, it's really nice to see you again. I always love when we get to catch up. So this has been great. Um, thank you so, so much for being on the show. It was really, really nice to talk to you. Thank you for having me. A big thanks to Jesse for taking time out of his busy schedule to be on the show. We have a link to Leaf's website in the show notes in case you'd like to learn more. Every other Thursday during this season, we will release new episodes of the Jefferson Parish Pulse, so we hope you will keep on tuning in. We'll be sharing links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news, on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development, and LinkedIn at JP Economic Development. You can also visit our website at jedco.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating or a review. They help other listeners like you find the show, which helps us share our story and the story of our businesses with more people, something we always appreciate and we hope you do too. Jedco is proud to be your partner in progress and we are so proud to share these stories with you. We'll be back with a new episode in two weeks. As always, thank you so much for listening.